What a great intro. Cyrus Monk, he's stuck in quarantine in <clears throat> somewhere in Australia. And he's been making these cracking videos. Look, we've uh, <clears throat> welcome back everyone. Yeah. Mm. You're looking, you're your, looking um, like a summer once a wife. Yeah, are you is your sound quality bad, Sam, or is your are you sick or is it both? It's I mean you're wearing you're wearing AirPods with cords attached to them. So what's what's going on there? Mate, these these are cords and they're still the circle shaped. Um <laughs> Headphones. These are like nineteen. I think they're from a year in history, aren't they? Isn't that, isn't that where they are today? They came from our today in the year we do the release of the Apple iPhone. Fucking shit headphones. Mate, they, they'd be worth a bit of money. I'd hold on to those. They're as rare mind, as fucking Penn's teeth. But no, I'm out, of, I'm out of I'm out of town, and I forgot. I didn't plan on being here this morning. I thought I'd be home by now, so I forgot my um, microphone, my headphones. I think I've got COVID <clears throat> again, second time. First first podcast in the history to have COVID twice. Um, speculation though, isn't it? It's not massive speculation. I'm pretty sure I haven't got it, to be fair. But I am drinking Coke with, without caffeine because I feel like absolute dog shit. Mate, you're going to be the more. only bloke that wants a vaccine twice. You're going to want a double dose with all the shit that you've gone through, ups and downs. You know what with it actually COVID. is? Do you, do you know what it actually is right now? It's the fact that you've been riding the wave like you had your off season, you launched, you rode the wave, you rode the wave, and you've gone out to the, your country resort to to start, you know, your health resort, and the waves crashed. You've gone out there to get on the waters and to just start, you know, start back for 2021 training again, all the stuff, and the waves crashed hard in a big wave, and it put you straight on your ass. And now you think, yeah, I got COVID, but it's not. <laughs> this is just consequence of your bad behaviour for the last month. Yeah, <clears throat> just a combination of things, eh? And like I, I went deep yesterday out here in my little so I'm staying at a friend's place out of town. They're they're away at the moment. So I came out here, I'm staying here for a few nights and mowed the lawn, I break the leaves, I clean my car, I fucking sprayed the weeds. Um I was out working for about ten at night and I just I I I'm just like it's a classic case of just writing checks that your body can't catch. Simple yeah, enough. you've cooked it, it up. It's, mm. it, it's volumes about you as well though, the fact that household choice about about your lifestyle or about cycling lifestyle in general how like uh chores become like novelty things you're like oh so sweet oh, I, man. Like, I got the buster out and did all the weeds i was like weeding with a big sprayer like that was punishment when i was growing up like yeah oh. fuck you you gotta go get on the buster now and do all the thistles but now for you you've been city slicking and yeah you might wear a cowboy hat you might wear a storm dry you might wear earphone with cables on them, but you are a city slicker, and you're going <laughs> yeah. out in the country, and you're like, "Oh man, it's so cool! I was raking all the leaves. I was just raking leaves, man. I was like, leaves there, and I yeah. just like, raked them, and they were in a pile. How, it was sick. 
<laughs> How many people did you tell about your day of gardening bills? Because I just sensed a big like batch of pride in that voice oh, through just, COVID. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, t- I told everyone I knew. Like everyone. I didn't see any Instagram videos. I was expecting like, hey guys, um, you know, hey, hey, welcome to the game, damper. So what you want to do yeah. is you want to put the rake on the leaves and then you want to pull it. Absolutely. Uh, well, if you reckon you're doing it tough, think of our poor man, uh, Cyrus Monk, who did the intro. He's stuck in quarantine two weeks. Uh, he's in Adelaide, and there was a story of they've had a bit of an outbreak. You know, they're in shutdown for six days. And imagine yeah, 20, going through two weeks of quarantine. Them, yeah. Two weeks of quarantine. There's people that were then told, oh, no, no, sorry, you got to do another two weeks. It's been an outbreak what? in your hotel. Yeah, you got to do another two weeks. This bloke, I've read this article, four weeks. And he's gone, mate, I left UK because it was a shitstorm. I've come out here to Adelaide to get away from it. And fucking here we go again. And there's four 20, weeks. There's 20 cases in Adelaide. Mate, there's 20 yeah. cases in this fucking house. Like, mate, people are freaking yeah. out. They're queuing up like 5K longs to get tested. Like, they need to take your approach, Bills, and just go out and fucking rake the leaves. How's <laughs> How's France having 87,000 cases a day? <laughs> oh, yeah. Adelaide I think America top. topped over 200,000. Adelaide, 20. But anyway, hey, why don't we check in with our man, uh, Cyrus yeah. Monk. Here yeah, he mate. is. How's it going? Hey, thanks for putting us in. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I'm um, pretty fired out at the moment. Just uh, <laughs> had lots of appointments. I actually had a visitor today who um, fixed my phone because turns out that sounds illegal. That sounds like a breach. Well, they tried... <laughs> They were trying to call me on the landline in the hotel for ages to make sure I wasn't dead, and they thought I was dead. And I was wondering why police kept coming and knocking on the door because they thought I'd escaped because they kept calling and it wasn't working. And then this bloke came in with the full hazmat suit before, and he's like, I'm just going to need you to stand in the bathroom for a bit. And I was just like, oh, shit, what have I done now? And then, um, yeah, he just came in and fixed the phone. You thought yeah. you were going to walk up and snap your flute, like the name yeah. you've driven <laughs> no. crazy and then, with that flute. <laughs> and then the worst bit was he came in and he said, oh, your room's a bit messy. And I was like, Jesus, I wasn't expecting visitors. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 nut. Yeah, exactly. Keep your critical fucking feelings to yourself. Yeah. No. But I got Mate, a so are you in, you're in for, how long have you been in there for? Uh, seven days today. Um, so I got in Friday morning last week and then I get coming out from coming from Dublin. So I was in Ireland for a bit, I was all over Europe. So I was in Europe trying to get a visa and then I basically couldn't get a visa anywhere to stay. So I was like, uh, Australia actually looks all right at the moment. I'll um, go back there. And then, uh, yeah, so I came back here and then turns out it's not all right because now Adelaide's gone to shit. So um, then I don't know when I'm going to get out basically because one of our kitchen staff now has COVID. Um, oh, no. So, yeah, oh. it's not ideal. So they shut down the kitchen and now getting, we've just been eating cold wraps for the last week, well, the last four days. Um, so cold wraps and chicken salads and that kind of thing. And all the kitchen staff, so get this, they've rocked up at work one evening, worked out one of their colleagues has tested positive and they've had to come into quarantine with us in this hotel. So oh. they've rocked up to work and they're not going to leave until two weeks later. <laughs> and is this is this typified? Oh well, twenty twenty two. Yeah, I don't is, know. This is, you got to write. You got to just write this off. So <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. So firstly, the fact that 
you were cruising around Ireland, you were cruising around Europe uh, anywhere, just looking for somewhere to let you in. So any any country yeah. you're willing to stay that will give you a visa. Pretty much. And, well, like, and not, one I, country, I, not one country went, uh, we'll give you a visa. No, because like, I was in... more on that guy? Fuck that. I, was, I was in Ireland for the first lockdown because I sort of got stuck there and that's where it was free to stay with the team. And then um, we were racing like in September and a little bit of October. And then I, I binned it in Andorra and just was in a neck brace and a sling for a while because it separated my where, AC. Where, about, where did you crash? Uh, um, coming down uh, one of the tiny little climbs... Um, What's the tiny bottom town climb. that's... you sure you're in Andorra? Uh, tiny little road. Um, what's the bottom town in Andorra, the lowest town that's actually still in Andorra? San Julia. Yeah, San Julia. Yeah. So one of the one of the little ones down from down into there. Um, and then I just hit a rock on a descent and had a front tire blow out, like nightmare oh. stuff. And then um, it's just on a switchback, like coming around one switchback and then setting up for the next one. And then so just lost the front wheel and I was like, oh, I'm in trouble here. And then next thing I knew, I was just waking up in a ditch um but it was lucky i was training with like teammate there bernat and um and mark Soler. like they they knew someone there that just came and picked me up and took me um down to hospital so Wasn't that went straight Fernando, back to yeah. no, I, don't, I don't know no it wasn't it wasn't i don't know who it was yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, I don't. No, it wasn't a white Audi. It was. I didn't really remember that much of that day. But um, yeah. So I ended. Up, I came back into Ireland and I was in the full sling and and uh, neck brace. And then the I came into um, border control and they just said, "Oh, what are you doing in Ireland?" I said, "I'm here to get some medical treatment." And they said, "How long will you be here for?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know how fucking cooked I am, do I?" Um, and then how long's a piece of string? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they told me, "All right, well, you've got two weeks." So, so I had two weeks in Ireland and I thought, all right, well, while I'm here, I'll go get a visa. So I went to the visa office on like day 10 or something um, to try and get a visa. And they said, oh, you haven't quarantined for two weeks yet. You're not allowed to be here. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Oh, so they told me I was only, chicken I was only allowed to, I was only allowed to stay there for two weeks, but I couldn't go to any appointment within two weeks. And I'd already <laughs> overstayed my visa when I was there in the lockdown the first time. So then, call sister, Sean Kelly and get him nah, to pull some strings. Nah, doesn't, he, doesn't he run nah, the show up there? No, nah, I think he spends all his time in the UK commentating. But um, yeah. then, um, yeah, my sister lives in Berlin, so I went to Germany to try and get a visa. And then I was in the immigration line there three times because there was no appointments till December, and I was lining up with all my um, yeah Israeli mates and Lebanese mates. Um, in the line at 2 a.m. trying to get an appointment and um, they just said, no, nah, mate, you're dreaming. You're not going to get an appointment for a working holiday visa, which is what I was going for. So I um, started looking at flights and managed to find one for about two grand Aussie. So that was pretty good going. So that was just last week. And, yeah, can't fly into Melbourne at the moment. So I flew into Adelaide. So I was like, oh, they've been pretty safe with everything. That's close to Melbourne. And then, um, yeah, now here we are in get lockdown going on outside. Three months so why, um, accommodation. Why do you Why do you want to stay in Europe? Actually, um, oh, <laughs> just because it was so expensive to get back. It was going to be yeah, like it's yeah. it's five five grand to get back here. Um, so and I just didn't want to be doing this, like sitting in a hotel for two weeks. But it hasn't been that well, mate, so far. Yeah. You're going to come out of this as a as an Instagram sensation for anybody. Who oh, hasn't exactly. Seen Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> find Cyrus Monk on 
Twitter or Instagram and look at his videos. That's why he's on the show because he's an absolute classic. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. Did yeah, someone? We are, we've you only got you on for the music. Yeah, yeah. no, that's right. I figured not, not for the ride lately, anyway. Or, or yeah, or, so, it was it was a complete fluke. I um I've got that like little tin whistle thing. I've had that for ages. Um, because I played that growing up, and I just like I can't like I normally play guitar, but you can't travel around with a guitar very easily when you already got a bike with you. So um, and then I was just in when I was trying to get back into Ireland, I had to sneak in through the UK because I wasn't allowed back in there to pick up all my stuff and fly home. So I flew through Glasgow and then Belfast. And this was all to like not get get like prosecuted for breaking border laws. I had to travel through all these extra cities. <laughs> and then um, just walking around Glasgow, I just found this music shop open. And I was like, oh, I'll walk in here and see what there is. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to be sitting around for a while here, whatever happens. So I may as well buy a harmonica. So I'd never played the harmonica in my life. I was just like, oh, I'll have a bit of time to to um practice that and then yeah sure enough here i am just playing that and that and i think i think the only reason people like it is just because it's made out of random shit in the hotel room like if i was trying to do a good job of it people would just be like oh who's this tosser piss off that's right mate you can't polish <laughs> yeah. a turd and yeah there's no point yeah people love yeah. rough yeah no that's what and i've been like getting sucked in now to try to make them too good and then i get like Few hours in, I'm just like, oh, fuck, no one cares as long as I know what song it is. It's all good. I like that rude. Uh, we, yeah, we've got some uh, comments. Um, Adelaide is shit, <laughs> and she's backed it up with Adelaide is boop. Then uh, Juddo, why would anyone voluntarily go to Adelaide? Wow, it's a bit harsh. <laughs> Wendy Superfan, Cyrus, do you have enough tools there to make your music vids? I see you're having to resort to salt and pepper. Yeah. Nah, just trying to use. Uh, now it's got to the point where I'll just go around the house and just like start flicking shit and being like, "Oh, that makes a cool noise." And then, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like trying to work out how I can use the kettle, but the timing with the kettle is pretty hard. Getting it to boil at the right time <laughs> during that. And just then, don't make like, any mess in that room, mate. Whatever you do, uh, yeah. pack it away afterwards. <laughs> no, exactly. No, and I've got to be careful about using water here too because they're always pretty strict on the water restrictions in in South Australia. So really? Yeah. Jeez, anything else they want to throw at you? <sighs> oh, you, you got to stay in this. You got to stay in this hotel for two weeks, maybe four, and you can't yeah. use the water. Yeah. Telephone. Yeah. Clean your room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Phone. We're going to cut your phone mm. off as well. Yeah. And so, oh, good. What, I think this is a good example of of COVID bringing out the best and the, the creativity you know like i found in the lockdown like when i was properly stuck inside two and a half months one thing that made me laugh a lot was just how funny people got like it just actually brought out the funniest in people and and i'm not a big uh, i'm not big on social media at all really in fact i opposite but in that time i had to say that instagram actually made me laugh a lot like it actually just was something that you know, you just see how people react to it and you see everyone doing something different and you go, oh, that's actually pretty cool. So, JB, are you are you condoning what Cyrus is doing after months of giving me shit? Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah I'm condoning it. Oh! There he is. Mate, there you go. You've got a green yeah, tick it's I, from yeah. JB. Music, music, music's the key to my heart. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Bill, have you got a, got a request? GB, what what's yeah, like really like done to rude. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what would go well with a harp. I think you know, I think anything with the harmonies works well that you can play over each other. Um, 
and it, it does need like the Aussie crawl stuff could go well. I just feel like oh, it needs yeah. to be some kind of bogan, you know, it needs to have some kind of element of like, you know, soul of the earth. What about flame um, from Jimmy Barnes, cold chisel? Yeah, some, oh, yeah, yeah, something that something along those lines would go well. Yeah. What right. about oh, oh, here we go. Slot, three day growth, slot cheap wine, three day growth. That'd that'd yeah. uh, that'd go well with a with a harmonica. Mm. I'm gonna get me pen and paper because is that Aussie crawl? Yeah. Yeah, Aussie Crow could work all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll write these down. All right, there's your homework. We'll check what in with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you a shout out when I uh, I've been shouting out all the people that request the songs. So, so yeah, keep them coming in. Every, well, everyone else two, listening. That'll be to... two green ticks for George. The shout out and the. You no, I hate a shout word. out. There's nothing worse than a shout out. That's the worst thing there is for me. Tag, tag George in it. Tag George in it and see if he replays. Bit you. <laughs> Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah, I doubt it. Oh, I tagged I tagged Darude, but he didn't get around it. Oh, LMNOP. Yeah. Get me some yeah. LMNOP. Do you remember LMNOP, GB? Yeah, I remember LMNOP. <laughs> Do you guys know LMNOP? Fast Times in Tahoe? It's this New Zealand band, like, garbage, eh? Well, they're, they're not the ones who sing How Bizarre. Who's that? No, no that's probably, OMC. Yeah. We love oh, it. We yeah. love a letter. Yeah. We love a um, like a letter titled band. You know, like it stands for something. Like, do you remember yeah. the clothing brand SMP? And mm. um, as growing yeah. up, it was like a skateboard brand, and everyone used to think it was like sex, money, power. But in in my town, everyone said, "No, if you wear SMP, it means you've got a small munted penis." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's like uh, Adidas. After dinner, I did a shit. Uh, no, all day long, I dream about sex. That's oh, yeah. That's right. All right, mate. Well, uh, we'll, we'll definitely check in with you again, Cyrus. Yes. Good luck with uh, your, your remaining week, mate. And um, yeah, yeah keep belting out the, the belted tunes on the, the wolf whistle. <laughs> Make sure yeah. you go check it out. Cyrus Monk on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Cheers. Thanks, Cyrus. Take mate. it easy, mate. Cheers, Bye, mate. Uh, well, I reckon uh, before we kick on with the rest of our chat i want to slip in one more tune from cyrus that is mumbo number five ladies and gentlemen this is mango number five Three, four, five, everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store on the corner. The boys say they got some gin and juice, but I really don't want to jump up and down. Move it all around, shake your head to the side, put your hand on the ground. Take one step left, one step right, one to the front and one to the side. Clap your hands once, clap your hands twice. And if it looks like this, then you're doing it a little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side A little bit of Rita's all I need A little bit of Tina's all I see A little bit of Sandra in the sun A little bit of Mary all night long A little bit of Jessica, here I am A little bit of you makes me your man ah! <laughs> yeah. it, did well, it did well to make all those girls look different as well on, that, on those pieces of paper yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was awesome. Um, um, few more, few more comments. Uh, people are saying it's uh, it's not uh, drinking the water in Adelaide's the issue, not how much you use. Oh, geez, they're coming in hot. But then, no one likes South, Adel- why, do, why do people not like South Australia in Australia? 
Jonesy. No, I, I don't have a problem. South Australia's great. Adelaide is great, as Glenn Lewis said. Some of the best shows in the world. Oh, and pretty awesome bike race. So, you know, there's a couple of good points there. Lay off the crow eaters. Um, what else is going on, boys? What do we... Um... So, injury update, oh. Sam. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, no, look, the bloody rust has been... <clears throat> so, I cra- obviously, everyone knows that... <clears throat> well, most people who listen to the show know that I crashed at the Tour de France in uh, September, three, coming up three months ago, actually, three months to the day almost, and broke my wrist. At that point in time, it seemed like a pretty basic injury, you know, like a couple of fractures in the wrist, put it in the cast, put it in the brace, whatever, look after it for a little bit, six weeks later, you'll be good, good as gold. Six weeks came, I thought, ah, oh, man, this is, doesn't really seem to be getting much better. So I had another scan, they're like, ah, oh, you just need some more time. So I, I gave it more time, and now it's three months, and I was like, this is actually bullshit. My wrist is just not getting better at all. What the hell is going on here? So over the course of the last week, I've been in and out of uh, different appointments, seeing specialists, seeing surgeons, seeing uh, having scans, more scans. <clears throat> and basically the conclusion is my wrist is stuffed. Um, so, yeah, in the end, there was about four or five fractures that have all been – they're all displaced, they're all – um, they've all healed in the wrong place. So they have to, I'm having a surgery next week. Uh, next Tuesday, I think, at this point, where they're going to have to basically break my wrist again and set it all um, back in its in its spot. And it's going to be a long, long recovery. Very, very long recovery, unfortunately. So that's why I'm out here in the country. I'm just trying to live my best life for a few days before I'm bloody can't do shit all for another four or five months. Russia but other than that, all good? Yeah. Other, no. Otherwise, fine? <laughs> no. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty frustrated and upset about it, to be fair. Um, yeah, no, that, fair is, that is rough, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's like one of those things that you think, oh, if you break your hand, uh, like, or, like, normally if you break your hand, you've, like, I actually broke my hand once in Toro Southland and I rode the next day and just had a cast on it, it was fine. But, like, that one there, you just, you know, you think, oh, a week later, like, oh, it just needs a couple of weeks. And if you'd just gone straight away into the surgery, it would have been if straight away they knew what they knew now, you would be, you wouldn't even it'd be a distant memory. You'd be 100 fine, we 100 no problem. And now you've got yeah. to start from three at, at three months after over three months after you're going to have to start from the day after the crash. Essentially, it's like you were exactly crash. when you walk out of that and surgery, it, it's even worse than than what the you crash. think. Like mm. everything's healed, they're going to break the whole wrist again. And I don't really want to talk publicly at the moment about the recovery time, but it's, it is going to be pretty long. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be a couple of months and I've since found out it's probably going to be longer than that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking shit us. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a a really good time to get the surgery done because, Mm. um, obviously we're in the off season. Yeah. Like George says, it would have been great to have this done a few months ago, but that's, that's just the way it's gone. the, The way the injury has evolved. Um, and at the end of the day, look, I mean, racing racing is going to probably start in February, but there's also a, there's also a chance where it starts a little bit later, given the evolution of this pandemic, what happens, you know. So it's better to have the surgery done now, take a little bit of a gamble, maybe I start racing in March, um, and that's maybe that's when the peloton starts racing as well. So it's better to do it now than wait another year because we know for sure in 2022 racing is going to start in January. So, you know, I do have... Although it would would it be would be great to have an extra couple of months up my sleeve, I do actually have some time. So, um, so that's all good. And you know, like I've re-signed a new contract as well, which gives me the motivation to push forward and recover from this injury, do everything right over the next couple of months. Make sure that when I do come back from the injury, I'm I'm ready to start racing again and 
have red hot crack in a couple more years with MTS. You went, you went, um, firstly, congrats on your contract. You went a different way with that when you said, oh, I signed a new contract. I thought you meant, oh, no, I'm going to chuck it into neutral and just, co- <laughs> you know, coast it in. You know? I, thought that, I thought that was where that was going. I got a new contract, put the feet up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I've got an injury. I've got a new contract. So, you know what? I'm going to go garden for six months. Yeah. You chased off a wild pig as well, Bills. Yeah, there was a pig here last night, a little bastard. It's really? They're bad out here, eh? You know that, George. Yeah, like, out, in this, out in this valley, like... You're a valley. Straight. It's interesting talking... I went to lunch with a guy on, on the weekend. He was telling me about... Because uh, over in Toronto, it's really strange at the moment. If you go all around um, the foothills, there's this, it's this crazy thing where people... Like, we have this, like the, the most used walking track is, like, up towards San Miguel, up this area. And it's just full of people. And yes, like, I don't know, a week ago or something, I was going for a run up there. And this, this old boy was just walking along with, with a hip flask and a shotgun. And a high vis vest, and you're just like, what are you doing? Like this is crazy. You just, he drives in, parks on the side of the road. He's got like a GPS tracker. He's always got dogs in the bush, and he's just walking around like this super populated area. You know, like you always can see somebody. It's like almost like a like a highway of walking tracks, and he's just shooting wild pigs with a shotgun off the side of the road. Like, and you you just can't mm. do that. No. And apparently, they, they come in like more and more into urban areas as the lockdown comes. So like up in like the the fringes of town, you just get this influx of wild boars. And then you just get these old boys. It's always like the like the the two factors are you have to have like a hip flask, and you have to, um, and you have to be about sixty or seventy plus. They're the two things you like the two like pre requirements to be a pig hunter in urban areas in Spain. Because so these guys just go around dangerously popping off well, wild boars. You want to know a random stat? The guy Gary, our bus driver, who hit the gantry at the Tour de France, top bloke. Yeah. He has a record for the biggest pig shot in the Basque country, 180 kilo. Really? Yep, Jeez, I lent him a Shimano like, camera. Like yeah, I lent him a wow. Shimano camera, and he filmed it. And he goes, "Oh, have a look at the footage." I looked at it, and he saw rustling in the bri- in the bushes. And he puts his gun up and goes, "Crack!" And he walks over. It's this mountain of pig. He's gone, "Ostia!" Hey, like, oh, this fucking. It was. Unbelievable. It's like you shot a hippo. <laughs> 180 kegs. Yeah. Enough meat to feed like an entire village. Like, yeah, they loved it. So, yeah. yeah. The problem is they have, it's seasonal pig hunting. Well, I'm pretty sure in New Zealand, correct me if I'm wrong, George or the listeners, that yeah, you it's can all year round. Yeah. You want. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here, I can, here, it's, here it's, it's, it's definitely just opened up. It opened up, I guess, about three or four weeks ago. And man, it's a dangerous time to be a hiker. Yeah. Um, and they, it's good they getting in touch with Corona, they say, caution, hunters, yeah. in, hunters in the area. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be shit yourself. You Just I, like, I'm really worried about if I you ever take like a bush shit and you're rusting around, and you know what I mean? If you ever, <laughs> that's when you're in danger. But, uh, oh, yeah, we're, we're, not gonna gonna get get we're not going down that path again, are we? No, path. no, we'll stay away from there. But I want to stay, in, stay on the lines of nature and, and getting in touch with our roots because. Two days ago, I've got a real survival story for you boys. Um, oh, I'm, that happened to I'm me. G. Two days ago, so um, so up in we're up in Andorra, and Caitlin, she said, "Oh, we're going to go. F- I've, I've got to do part of my, her rehab to get back into a running. She had a big hip operation. She said, I'm doing a five-hour hike today, and she said, Do you want to come?' I said, "Not really." And she said, "Well, you're coming, okay?" She got this cool hike we're going to do over here, and I said, "No, no. If I'm coming for a five-hour hike, we're going to the top of Andorra. We're on the biggest one." In Andorra, 
He's oh, I know this one, and it was like this beautiful day, like in November. Somehow, twenty degrees. We're up at you know, we live at two thousand meters, and so it was started off shorts and t-shirt, and we start walking through this beautiful, like the most beautiful landscape you can think of, like the lakes and these alpine, getting higher and higher, and walking to. And you, as we get closer, you can see this ridge that we're trying to get to, and you can clearly see like it's the only part with a bit of snow on it because it's always in the shade. There's not it doesn't get a minute of sun. And it get, it's this sort of face that you kind of, and from a distance, you can still clearly see a zigzag track up there. And you go, oh, it's got snow on it, but you can clearly see the track. I mean, it's from a K away, you can see this huge zigzag. And we start getting there and like classically, you know, you cut the zigzag and you walk up and you sort of go um, walking, walking up. And then like at one point, like we started trying to go on the zigzag and we're like, oh, it's pretty slippery and stuff. And then like we get sort of halfway up and we go, oh, you know what? Like, this is how people get into trouble, actually. No one knows we're up here and we're sort of, we're not really prepared for this. Like, let's actually not take a risk. Like, you never want to take a risk. You, never, you know, mountain safety is a pretty serious thing. And so we, we turn around to go down and we look down and we're like, holy shit, we can't get down this. We could not get down. No matter what we do, we could not get down this hill. And we were like, what do we, what do, we do? So we, we sort of tried to shuffle down a bit and just like the only option was to slip and down into this huge valley and just rocks and there's just no way down and we're like well at the moment it looks like we seem to be able to be able to get up okay and so we're, we just got to commit and we just got to get to the top and then walk around down a different way which is not snowy so we just commit to the top and then we get about four fifths or maybe maybe three fifths of the way up and then we go okay hold on we're actually struggling to get up now and it just gets i don't know i've never been up this place and caitlin runs up there all the time so she failed to mention that it it just gets steeper and steeper and steeper until the last part's a proper ramp. And then we get we get to the last part and we're like, we can't get up. We sure as shit can't get down. And we were we were, you know, and we were having to do the gecko, you know. So we were smashing holes and like footholes and with our elbows, with our knees. Everything's bleeding, you know, and we're just doing a full gecko on the side of this mountain, looking down, getting like vertigo. And we're going, This is how it ends. This is actually how it ends. And we get to a rock and we sit there and we take stock and I start to get like a bit of like proper like oh, blacking out here. Like this is we're we were like shaking, fingers completely numb. I've still got nerve damage in my fingers. Still feels like I've just burnt all the ends of my fingers off. And we were just shaking. We're like, okay, we're gonna have to call the rescue chopper here. And we got to a point where we had ten meters to go. And so we're like, we're ten meters up to this face, and then we'll just get there. We just got to get there. And we're like, nah, we just can't do it. And we're like, okay, we're gonna have to call the rescue chopper. And we thought oh, about it geez. and we're like looking down, looking up, looking down. And we're like, we're starting, you know, we're starting to get cold in terms of this. And we're like, just sat there for 10 minutes. We're just taking stock, taking stock. And then I just had to plot out this course. I was like, no, we can't call the rescue chopper. And I had to plot out this like rock climbers. So you're hanging on a rock, like spread eagled on the snow cliff, hoping you don't just fall down to this valley. Anyway, I ended up making it up. And the worst part about this whole thing is I get up and then. Caitlin had to go in the whole, the, 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 yeah, this is for whoever River made, yes, exactly. So the, the worst part of the whole day was once I went first, obviously, to make sure I could find a track, then I had to watch Caitlin do the last bit up. And that was a, one of the worst things I've ever seen. We get to the top, we're exhausted, we're like cold, we're like, oh my God, that was the dumbest thing we've ever done. And we look at the GPS and I know that this walk is 24K long. This 24K hike, we'd, done, we'd planned the route before. And I looked at the GPS 
we've been on the mountain for three and a half hours. The last 200 meters took us over an hour and we've done 5K and we've been out there for three and a half, four hours. And I was like, you're telling me we now have 20K to go. It's about oh. two in the afternoon. The sun goes down at, in like two hours. How are we getting off of this? How, at what and point then, did you slip the whole, this was your fucking idea? No, so <laughs> this is the thing. This is the, the I, you know, I knew on the That's mountain. That's what I would have done. <laughs> I, I totally knew what whatever, whatever I did, I could never show any panic on the way up. You know, just had to go, oh, no, nah, it's all good. Because okay, I was like, I don't like yeah. this. And I was like, neither do I. But oh, nah, <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Just, you had to stay so bothered. Because at one point, if you're like, what the fuck are we doing on here? Like, yeah, oh, it all falls a bit. <laughs> just yeah. lose it, yeah. Then, then I just, Jeez. you know, you get to the point where you just let go, don't you? <laughs> so what, you did the 20Ks to get back? In no, we found a hotline back. And we, we ended up doing, uh, we found a straight line back down this, another ridge, bit of, bit of navigation, lucky you get GPS and, and cell phone signal up there and, and got back down and made it into a about 13, 13K hike. But it took us, Mate, it took us a whole day, and we got back you know, in the car. You know, you know, people when they get bitten by a shark, they can't go under the water for six months. Are you done with rocks and climbing and all that shit for a while now? Well, for the moment, I can't feel my fingers still. So, I'm yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going for a hike again. That's for sure. Between the between the pig hunters and snow faces, I'm not going out. I'm staying yeah. in the house. I love the comparison, Jonesy. Like you know, people who get like attacked by sharks. Like, oh, it's traumatic. This is a shark than a mountain. <laughs> uh, hey, what reminds me of the movie Cliffhanger? Is like it was literally like listening to this you reading the script of the movie Cliffhanger with Stallone. You know, at the start when he's hanging on the helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah. Or oh, that the the thing with that movie, I can't believe he dropped that chick at the start. Mm. Like I remember when I saw it for the first time, I'm like, oh, here we go. Sly's gonna bloody bring her up. And then when her hand was slipping, I'm going, Oh bullshit. She's not gonna she's not gonna come out of that. And then when it got to the monkey grip, the thing yeah. I thought, no, nah, she's fucked. <laughs> that final shot where she's looking at him and she's falling down. And then there's a you know, there's a film error in that. It was on Hey Hey at Saturday used to have movie bloopers. Yeah, but movie bloopers. When they go back to the shot at the chopper, when they're all crying, when Sly's dropped her, and they're all going, no, Google this or YouTube it, the guy in the background, the chopper pilot's pissing himself laughing. <laughs> like he's pissing himself laughing. It's a movie mistake that they should have cut out. So this guy's like, no, like he's lost his wife and the chopper pilot's pissing himself. <laughs> it's like in The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings when they filmed The, um, the Shire. And it's in Matter Matter, which is in mm-hmm. central north central north island. And there's like the film in the Shire, like this is like how how many ever hundreds of years ago or whatever, and this car mm-hmm. just drove past like yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was, but remember the guy, remember that, like, who was the guy that like drinks his piss? Um Bear Grylls. Yeah. You, are, you know how that like, you know like they I saw this like myth busting thing of like locations and it like pants like where he's like lost in the desert, he's dried out, he's like you know, he just can't get any water. And then they just pan and there's just like a servo. Like if they, they go to the location <laughs> and pan to a service station. Well, you know, you know Bear Grylls going down rabbit holes now. He did an episode in the Florida Keys where he was meant to be staying the night in a swamp. 
But then the crew got so sick of it, six episodes in, like, same thing, going, ah, he's sleeping inside camels and all this crap. They He lifted the lid and said, no, we chop it out of there that night. We stayed in a five-star hotel and we chop it in back in the next day. So they had to do a disclaimer at the start of every one of those Man versus Wild shows saying this is filmed out of sequence and basically it's non-fiction. It's a bit of a shame because the first five eps, I was like, jeez, this guy's the real deal. Mm. Like, same thing, he's drinking his piss. It's probably just apple juice, you know? And I remember the one where it was super cold and he's like, it was a real strange situation. It couldn't have worked out well from the long term. It was freezing, but he was in like Norway or something and he needed to get warm up and he found like a thermal pool. So he jumps in the thermal pool. And then he, then I was like, then what? You know, it's minus fucking 20 and yeah. he's soaking wet. What is, is it, you know, he's in the what are you going to do now? Yeah. Get a chopper. Get a chopper to a, to a five-star resort. That's what he's going to do now. Get in the hey, uh, one, one thing I want to ask you boys is this apartment um, block of living in in uh, Caulfield. We've got communal facilities. Like we've got pool, and then we've got like a gym. They're all sort of shut down. But when they open up, I was thinking they might have to piss the sauna off because I can't see how saunas are really going to be the go-to place post COVID. Because I, I, I thought that. Um... Not that anyone knows about the disease that well, especially me, but I thought that I, I couldn't survive in that heat. Is that I think it's more the mental, the feeling of germs and sweat or something. I don't know. Like, I think mentally it just feels like a, a germ bloody gangbang. You know, they're all mixing together. It just always feels filthy. There's always like some old guy with, you know, those Speedos that have faded. Yeah, you know, he's left nuts popping out and he's just sitting there. Like, <laughs> I think it's more the people that are germy that go to sauna, saunas, you know? Like it's, it's more the people they attract. Everyone who goes to a sauna has got a demon to sweat out. That's why you yeah. go to a sauna. Like half but the time, like, oh, I'm piss crook. I've got to go to the sauna. Or like, whatever. Yeah. And you go to yeah, the sauna. Everyone, everyone's in, in that sauna going like, the good feels a therapist in here as well, you know? Like there's no one in there yeah. who's like, oh, yeah. Up and about. But that's why it's that's why it's so silent. Everyone's just sitting there thinking about like all the like crimes they've committed the night before, or like <laughs> how badly they've treated their body, and they're just sitting there going, "Because I <laughs> I, I went for a period there when I was so fat that I thought, well, I'll just have saunas because why do I need to run to sweat now? You know, saunas will fix everything, and and you know that's how people lose weight. So when I went on the tour in 2010. I had a mate Bones who come with me. He was a builder, and I got him a gig just holding a tripod. He fucking loved it. And uh, I remember we're at the tour. It was 2009 actually, and I'm he'd never been to sauna. We had one at the hotel, and I said, "Hey Bones, you know, come have a sauna with me." He's like, "Nah, I don't, nah, mate." So like, no, 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 they're fucking great. You feel awesome afterwards. Anyway, he um, that is a bad time. And then uh, he. I forced him into this sauna, right? Never been in one. And we're sitting there and it wasn't that hot. You know, I'd, I'd had a good run of saunas going into the tour just to get myself looking sharp, you know, that tight sort <laughs> get of sauna skin. Getting dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. And I remember sitting there and I just kept tipping the water on the coals and I'm going, he's like, oh, fuck, mate, it's getting hot. It's getting... I was like, mate, just block it out. Just block it out. Uh, yeah, you know, you'll feel amazing. He's just... You know, no, 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 it's too hot. I said, mate, you'll be fine. Anyway, he pauses, and all of a sudden, this blood just starts trickling down his nose. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, boats, you better get out, mate. Like, it's too fucking hot. We've cooked it up. Quick, get out. Put your head, get in a cold shower. Quick, get some bandages. Like, all right, that's it. I was freaking out. 
No shit. After that, we went to the tour. We went to New York, and he did not stop getting blood noses for six weeks. We'd be at a bar, and he'd order a drink, and the lady's giving his drink. She goes, "Oh, he's like what? He's like blood just pissing out his nose." We went to like Cancun, and we're on a dance hall once, and he's like ripping it, and fucking blood's just spraying out. I'm going, "Bones, you got another blood nose?" He's like, "Oh, that fucking sorta." He went home to Australia. Went and saw the dock and had to get like whatever part of the vessel is Quarter, shit quarter, quarter had, or whatever. Yeah, had to get it fused like to put the blockage in. All because like that about eight dunks of the water on the on the coals fucking fried him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, saunas do attract a, a bad crowd. Like I feel like if you spend enough time in saunas, you sort of you come out speaking German or something, you know? Like it's just there's always it's always the or or scandos are always in there and, and it's always like um it's always a real leathery kind of feel you know what i mean like you have to have a certain skin to, you have to have a, you have to be tanned and you have to have a certain amount of like wrinklage because the one in punk rock and, and our local one the, you know, the people there's never a good young fit guy in there is it it's just no, always it's someone like it's always a crossover though like in at the the sauna that we use in Girona, and like People in Australia and New Zealand probably find it's weird, but it's nude. We we all run nude in the sauna here. Oh, maybe you have you you run nude. You have a towel. You sit yeah. on because it, otherwise it's hot. What is know. that? Is that just because it's hot? Well, it's actually, so you just get down to nothing. Well, it makes sense because otherwise you just if you, you're trying to sweat and like if you're wearing something like shorts or whatever, then they just get covered. I don't I don't know why, but it's better. It's, it's much better. Yeah, I think it's just an excuse to be naked in a group of men. I think I feel like it's it's we justify it how you like you don't, it. You don't, you don't need an excuse anymore, 2020. Mm, yeah, but exactly. The um there is a real mix in punk rock sauna. Like you either get that person that you're talking about, George, but sometimes you get like the drone of footy players. And oh, I never get them. Have you not had the drone of footy players? There's this one dude who comes in and drone of football teams, like they were first first division for a couple of years. I think they're second division again now, but like a good a good football side. And this dude, he comes in quite often that I, last year when I was going, he was in there almost every day. And um, yeah, he's ripped his shit, you know? It's like sitting next to fo- cut firewood, in the, you know? And you're like this skinny little bike rider who like, mm. like if- Yeah, I definitely get some body, I definitely get some body issues. Uh, so what, what's it called when you have like, um, Mes- is it mesomorphia or whatever? When you have like you're sitting there skinny ass and you, if I go anywhere near that gym, that's why I'm just doing it all at home. I'm installing a sauna in a in a gym. Actually, as we speak, the boys are up there chucking a new cable into the into the house so to power the thing. But anyway. I had uh, I I didn't just a last one. I had a mate, another <laughs> mate. His message. He, he went. My <laughs> mate William message. Sam Bamford, hi George. My mate William messaged you whenever you were in Nelson back in 2017, saying if you want to go for a ride with him, you must not have checked your messages as you haven't got back to him. <laughs> anyone that knows, I'm here. And then he goes, Are you able to give him a yay or an age? Yes. <laughs> Three years ago. <laughs> yeah, that, that bread might have gone a bit stale there, Sammy Boy. Might, might be trying to throw that sound though in the bin. I think. So I'm notoriously bad at messaging though. My my phone is never on me, and I don't look yeah. at messages. So, big Rog, thanks, mate. Good to see you. On you, on you, Rog. Yeah, I, I just want to finish sauna on like 
this is where it was crook is a mate was going out with this German chick for a while and finally organized this oh, three yeah. week trip to go over and stay with um, her in Berlin. First day he gets there, they unpack and they all went down to the local pool. Same thing to go on the sauna and they all got their kid off like the, the mum, the dad, and obviously his missus and just casually like walked in. And I said to him like, what, what, the first day you'd met him, you went into the sauna, like, and they're all stuck. He goes, "Yeah," and he went into oh, the it was like sauna. A family sauna. A family, like it was crossed, like men and women all in the one sauna, like, and the in-laws. He's just met them, and he's sitting there in a sauna in the buff with like this German family. That's like they didn't give a shit. And I said to him, mate, like, that's incredible. What, what, what were you doing when you were sitting in there? Like, what were you looking at? Surely you scoured the room, like, even like. It's the mother-in-law, but surely you had a peek. And he's like, oh, yeah, I couldn't help myself. And the worst was he sort of went to do that sort of head flick like real quick. And he sort of – he's obviously locked in at the, the the middle part. And as he did it, he reckons he's looked up and she was looking at him as soon as he did it. So then super awkward after that. And then I said, mate, I would have been a bee's dick off booking the flight home like the next day he said yeah that night they're like casually like you know having a roast like past the veggies like they didn't give a shit european yeah. families in germany they don't care it's, it's the culture though over here like nudity nudity i find it real weird i think we might have touched on this once before like in the podcast when you first came to europe and obviously we shower on the bus after stages after races or whatever <clears throat> and like i was i was shy because in new zealand growing up you didn't nudity wasn't like you hid your modesty yeah and but like here, yeah, it's it's normal. Like it's, you literally sit on the bus, have a shower, walk around nude. It's, it's it's it is a culture, and honestly, it's way better. Like why not? What what's wrong with it? Everyone's got. Think it it, well, as a as a bloke, it depends on what you're packing to. Like if you're not well it's endowed, better for others, you, isn't it? Better for some it is, than others. It is. It, it discriminates against some. Um, you know, let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. <laughs> You, you're going right. to avoid saunas at all costs. Anyway, should we get out of here? Okay, <laughs> let's go into. Um, <laughs> let, should we go into um, our, our legend of Galen? Because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll cut that last bit. That was shit. All right. Oh, what? Hang on. We're live. We're live. <laughs> oh, people keep asking about the spurn off black cans. Yeah, look, I've I've got a few. I've got to chew through. Um, I was going to start reviewing um, RTDs. And that that's a big New Zealand thing, isn't it? Ready to drink. Ready to drink. Well, if you're if you're fourteen years old or fifteen years old and um from Rimawera, then I think it's a big well, I think it's I think it's I think it's actually pretty national nation nationwide. Is a you just have to be a fifteen year old girl. If if I was to if I was to design an RTD, I would have the colour around the top of the can that look like a, a beer. So that when you're sitting in a corner at a party, it looks like you're just one of the boys. Because as yeah, soon well, as you, you have you that out, draft, um, it's got a Waikato draft around the top, you're meaning, and then at the bottom it's just yeah. got like a, a Katy Perry kind of vibe for the, for the bottom. Yeah, or maybe, maybe, maybe someone could design like just the tops of beers to stick over the top of your RTD. So that if you're at a party, it's like the – cop and shit well, why don't you take that why don't you why don't you either take a skin like a, a bigger stubby holder or a, or just a shell that you just sort of morph over i actually saw something gross though about the top of cans the other day someone put a uv light on the top of your can 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like if you think filthy. about where it can where it can store the storerooms they sit in, the sheds, the trucks, all mm. that stuff. They're just traveling and then they just put on the shelf and then you open and you drink it. Like it could be yeah, rats yeah, and all right. sorts of bloody things. Yeah, mm. that's right. But tastes tastes good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um yeah. demographic, I guess. Are we are we doing let's take our legend of balance to the listeners then? So we can get all right. Um, yep. You guys ready? Let's everyone, look, everyone there ready to vote? Yes or no on our legend of Bellin? Yep. Who was it? Let's have him. Bono. Who's, who's ready? Bono. Bono. Oh, Bono. So for Is me, Bono, Bono, Bono has. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, but I think it, I think it's Bono. But he, but I mean, I think basically, you know, he's a huge anthropologist, but he's done. He's committed one major, major crime in his life. This guy, um, and so he's. You know, he's basically what we're trying to find out is if all the good things he's done outweigh this one bad thing. And that bad thing for me was when he put that shocking album on our iPhones without asking mm. for it. And he just, oh, you know, for the middle of the if I go to my iTunes right now, there's still one U2 album on. It's the only thing that's on iTunes. I don't use anything else. I've just still got this. And in some cars, when you get into a car with a Bluetooth system, it automatically plays the iTunes first. So you oh, get first yeah. So that's what he's done. Shit. He's just committed. So he's a repeat offender. It's always on. It's always got Bono. And I know he's done a lot of good things, especially he really cashed in on the AIDS crisis. Um, so does that outweigh all the good things he's done? Does that outweigh him assaulting us with that album that he put on our phones without asking us? And how did he make money from that? No, they sold it for 80 mil or something at the time. They sold it to Apple. So uh-huh. they said, all right, well, you can buy our album. And it was when Jobs just died, and that new guy come in, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a good idea." So, like, well, no, you don't. And uh, yeah, there was there was massive pushback after that. And I don't reckon they've really recovered that well. No, they doubled. They, they deleted iTunes now. That was the end of iTunes. It's now you can't install new phones. Don't come with it. It's basically it's it's ancient technology. Because of Bono. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because well, of Bono. Bono binned it pretty bad like um he had a nasty crash at um central park i think it was about four or five years ago so what he used to do is to go undercover in new york he'd have like his disguise mapped out and he used to dress up as a old jewish man he had like the wig and everything and he was riding around in his bike and i think the um the jacket he was wearing got caught in the spokes and he went ass over tit and i think he cut himself up pretty bad like i think he was in hospital for a couple of months there so Oh, Bono, bend it. People are voting already, like, while in treaty without us even really talking about it, which is great because I haven't really prepared for this segment. Um, yeah. This is, this is a good. This is true. It was a good album, Joshua Tree. Yeah. It was a great album. Um, yeah. Really, though, like, I'm not a massive U2 fan, to be fair. Uh, I mean, I, I like them. I like them, but I don't, I don't love them. It's not like I'd never be like, oh, I'll put on U2. You know, there's there's the odd song that comes on from U2. Where I'm like, oh yes, yeah, good tune. Yeah, yeah, Joshua Tree was a great album. But other than that, I'm like, oh yeah, what am I going to say? Oh, U2. You know, I'll never do that. Um, and he has he got glaucoma? Is that why he wears the sunnies? No, he's yeah. a paintball fan. <laughs> he's just a, he just he just a, he's an extreme paintballist, and he's running around just just dropping little pallets of people. He's like. <laughs> he, he seems like the kind of guy that would wear gloves. You know what I mean? Like the, the guy, the kind of guy that would wear gloves without needing them. You know, like he'd get in the car and put gloves on. 
or you know what I mean? Just <laughs> like, 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 are they just like part of his outfit, Jaguar or something? Yeah, they're just part of his outfit. He's got like, what is glaucoma? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's something to do with your eyes weeping or something, isn't it? I don't know. Isn't what people smoke marijuana for? Yeah, I think I've got. And then, yeah, medical marijuana. that for the cataracts. Yeah. All right. So, what, what do we think of Bono? I'm going to say, um, yeah, this is a good. This is a good point from Ian Thomas. Why can't he just be Paul Bono for fuck's sake? So, mm. I actually. So his name is what Paul Houston or something, eh? Yeah. Um, so Paul he, David Houston. So he got the name Bono, which was actually shortened from Bono Bono Vox, which is a Latin word for good voice, supposedly. So his friend called him Bono Vox because that means good voice in he Latin. Can he can yeah, sing. Yeah, right. And they shortened it to Bono, and then he's stuck with that. But yeah, what's wrong with Paul? Good point. Great point, Ian. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think, <laughs> look, I think I'm gonna have to overlook the iTunes stuff. Invoke legend. I think he's he's a bit more Bellendish in the back half of his career. But knob is not an option. It's legend or Bellend. It's not legend, Bellend or knob. But we'll take that as Bellend. Yeah, no, but I take that as a good thing because I'm in the same I'm in the same boat as him. I love him for his music, but he's a bit of a punisher. So yeah. I've got to go music first. A bit like a bit like Cyrus, you know, keep my heart. So we'll, we'll, give, him the, we'll give him the great, green tip. Great divides. Full fucking self righteous knob jockey. <laughs> What do you reckon That's he thinks? <laughs> he's legend yeah. or? Yeah. Legend? Um, um, yeah, I, I vote legend as well, ultimately, because I think you got to judge a man on what he's what he does for a crust. How he approached the AIDS crisis. That. That's how you got to judge a man, isn't it? How he, how he dealt with AIDS crisis in, in the 80s, and he really got behind it. So, <laughs> yeah. And it, was, it wasn't right. for his own wasn't for his own brand, was it? It was just really like from the good of his heart. Well, he got you know, voted behind closed doors, kind the, of aid. Um, he Bono has been one of the world's best known philanthropic performers, <laughs> and named the most politically effective. <laughs> yeah, philanthropist. Philanthropist, and was named the most politically effective celebrity of all time by the National Journal. So there you go. He's got a bit of swing. So all right. Well, he gets my vote. Yeah, I'll, I'll vote. He's, com- he's coming up. Like I'm just scrolling quickly through the comments here. He's coming up mainly a end, To be fair, from all the listeners, there are some. Oh, we're coming in at right angles to our listeners here. So we're going, we're going against the grain massively. Mm. Um, well, that's good. We can our listeners now know that we completely disregard what they say or think, and we'll we'll go against them. So. Well, he te- Scotty Davies says he tells everyone to contribute and do the right thing. Then he's ca- has his cash in an offshore tax haven. All right, well, I'm, yeah, I'm starting to swing. I'm starting to. I'll tell you what, these guys are really starting to swing me. I might, I might revoke my legend and tarnish him with a belly. And then, I mean, that sounds like something that someone that lives in Andorra might do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, now nah, there's a lot of bell ends. Uh, cock right. rumble. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? All right. <laughs> All right, we're going down some dark holes here, boys. Let's wrap it up. I love this. We're coming up to the hour. Yeah. I've actually, uh, I think we need to wrap this up pretty soon, eh? We're, um, yeah, if we don't need more yeah. than an hour. All right. 
I'm a, I, like I, I, say, I can see all day reading, reading comments and just putting them up because there's some funny comments what, out there. One, right. one other thing I forgot to mention about saunas is there used to be a world championships for saunas. And that oh, the guy died. Because guy died in the final. Yep. He died in the, the grand final and that to pull him out. And they literally, they had a crowd of a thousand people cheering on. And yeah, it was like horse racing. Shocking. That pull a green screen up and everything. And they called the qualifying events to get in the final heats. So, yeah, sauna worlds. All right, boys. Well, let's let's wrap this up. Thanks for um, people for tuning in and contributing some abuse at Bono. That was good. Good for my (laughs) listeners. Um, I want to leave, Bills. Can I leave with you? Want to do the wrap up chat, and then I'll leave with that death defying championships from Finland. That's another random sport over in Euro. Yeah. Um, I haven't got much to wrap it up. Been, been bloody good again. It was good to have Cyrus on. He's, he's a laugh. Um, yeah. And thanks, for everyone, for the comments. We didn't put too many up today, but we would definitely have been driven by your, your guys' comments. So share the show, like, subscribe. Uh, I've got some work to do in the garden, so we'll leave you with um, the... Where has George gone? Has George got it? Well, he's definitely gone. <laughs> we'll leave you with the deaf. He's just walked off. I'm just going to him in about two minutes. Okay. He's just done a mic drop. We'll leave you with the death diving championship highlights from last year. Death diving. Norway's finest sport championship has started since 2018, but they've been doing this for a while. She gets a 42 not that good. Here comes Elma Lund. I like her because I can pronounce her name. Oh, my God. She slipped, and now we all understand how dangerous this can be. Oh, my God. Oh, hits the star. Finishes nice. The start was terrible. She's like, this isn't good. Don't even show me the score. And she gets a 40.5. Here comes the star of the show, Miriam Hamburg. Yeah, I'm number one. Shaking her ass for the judges. She knows that's at least that's at least an extra point on the docket. Full sprint. Full superwoman spin. Wow. Hits the pose with style. Doesn't over-rotate. Perfect finish. Good job, Miriam. And she gets nine and a halfs across the board. That's first place. She's excited. In your face. Astrid. Astrid's the last chance. She's coming for the title. The backflip. Backflop. Ooh. Miriam celebrating in her face. Take that, Astrid. You over-rotated. You didn't beat me. In your face. I'm going to twerk right in your fucking face. In your face, Astrid. The Norwegian people are crazy. They're very competitive with their death diving. And it's kind of cool, but I don't know how she thought she was going to finish that correctly. It was just very clear you were going to backflop because you did a backflip. Whoa, look at the celebration here. Full boob grab, spinning around. That's kind of cool. Wow, look at this. Must be her brother. They're having a lot of fun. He trained her. Nice. Congratulations, Miriam. She wins first place. Good job, but I beat you. Good job, but I beat you. I am the best. Very proud of herself. Very proud of herself. Very proud of herself. Very, very, 